So the word the word of God then logos. The word logos comes from the, the verb lego. I say something spoken. Thank you. Something spoken. Uh, it's one of those words in Greek that um, is uh, contains so many meanings that it can mean well many different things of different in different contexts. It could be translated as the ground in which you're standing, as what you are asking for or appealing for. It can be seen as a perception or a point of view, as something that you are waiting for. It can be seen as a spoken word. It can also be seen. What's your password? Uh, passcode. <laughs> What's your passcode? No. Your password. No, tell me. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need it. You don't need it. I said, I don't know. Oh, okay, actually. No, thanks. Thanks. For that. I once. Uh, Actually, it was another oblate who refused to give me their password. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to, I was trying to uh, uh, connect, connect you, so, uh, to our Wi-Fi, and giving, you know, spending all the time trying to help him get connected because he was feeling very disconnected. <laughs> and, uh, so I was finally getting it done, and he was sitting over on the other side of the room. So I said, "What's your password?" He wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> he came over. I said, "Tell me your password." And he said, "Come." <laughs> I said, "I wouldn't give my password to my my brother." <laughs> he said, "Well, you can always change your password after." <laughs> anyway, so the word uh, uh, logos. Um, it can also mean reason, the reasonableness of things, the, the fact that things have coherence and logic. It's the logic underlying an argument. And in when you look at many, if not all, of the press conferences <coughs> or the um, uh, you know, speeches by some politicians today, and <laughs> some of you, uh, you know, that's exactly what's, 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 what's being lost in modern political discourse. It's a basic logos, it's a basic lo logic, rationality, honesty, clarity, meaning. And uh, this is, this is uh, I think, it's under, underlying in, throughout Western democracies, not alone Russia, but Western democracies, what's, what's eroding faith in, in, in our democratic process. Politicians don't speak truth, and they won't answer questions. They won't respond to obvious, you know, answer to obvious uh, uh, situations. 
and so we're in the most popular word uh, in the Oxford English Dictionary, the new word last year, globally, was post-truth. Post-truth. Not surprisingly, therefore, the books that are most popular today, the book, uh, 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 1984, Hannah Arendt's uh, The Origins of Totalitarianism, were very, very creeping, creeping awareness that as the integrity of language is disintegrating, so will our civilization. So will the civilized values by which our institutions uh, operate. And when that is a slippery slope, increasingly steep into anarchy or chaos or tyranny. So language matters. And but language isn't there just to obfuscate, just to persuade, just to deny, or just to postpone. I mean, in many campaigns, I mean, we won't go into the American situation, but uh, say our Brexit campaign in Britain, um, there was a, an argument put forward that if we left Europe, it would save us 350 million pounds a year, which could be given to the National Health Service. Complete complete lie. And it was exposed as a lie by many independent financial uh, authorities uh, within a day of it having been declared. But it kept on being repeated continuously uh, throughout the campaign. Thanks very much. Uh, throughout the campaign. So it doesn't, matter, it doesn't have to be true. It just has to be emotive, memorable, and uh, repeated. Opposite of the mantra. <laughs> the mantra is a word of truth. And it, it is spoken with our whole person. It is spoken from the heart, in the heart. And I think uh, this, this really connects uh, the contemplative wisdom and our meditation to our responsibilities as citizens, as members of, a, of a, not just an oblate community, but of, of our, our human, uh, our human family. So, it seems to me, lexio is a very political tool in one sense, not not party political. That's why I don't want to get into into things that might upset you, but. Uh, it, it's, it's political in the sense that it, it, uh, it, it makes us aware of the, tr the capacity of language to carry the truth, to open our hearts, not just in the words themselves, but of course in the spirit that is within the words, the revelation, but also in the way in which these words are read or spoken. And that's what Lexia is. We don't just read the words on the page superficially. We're not literalists, we're not fundamentalists. Uh, the words of scripture have to be interpreted. And above all, of course, we are interpreted by these words of scripture. We are read as we read 
the scriptures. And uh, I, th I think uh, our time of lexio, like our time of meditation, is a time which prepares us to live with greater courage, integrity, and prophetic witness in these very troubled and dangerous times. If we see meditation or as an escape, you know, it is good to tune out from, from all that stuff occasionally, but it's not an escape from the, the world with its problems and its dangers. It's, it's a way of, of uh, finding the, the, the ground of meaning and the way in which we can, in our own circumstances of life, uh, respond to it. So this is what Logos means. This is what the Word of God uh, means. It's a principle of order and knowledge that underlies really everything that we think of as education, everything that we think of as communication, honest, uh, wise, truthful communication. It's not just a grammatical unit, not just something you look up in the dictionary. It is, uh, in the Hebrew uh, sense of the word daba, the Hebrew word it, for word, it, it's an event. It's something that happens. When we encounter the word of God, we are caught up in an event, which includes us and changes us. It can be seen both as a silent word, the word spoken in the heart, and as an uttered word, the word that we speak to communicate. And this, just as Benedict sees the life of prayer as a kind of a, a, a rhythm of silence and, and spoken words, the office and the silence of the oratory, so our lexio and our time of the mantra are two sides of the, of the same coin in this sense. So let's just listen uh, again to this um, <coughs> description from the letter to the Hebrews. Indeed, the word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces until it divides soul from spirit. That's the mind, soul, if you think of soul as, as spirit, as, as mind and, and spirit as the spirit. Divides soul from spirit, joint different levels of consciousness, joints from marrows. There's something very physical and earthy about this, because the Word of God carries insights, not just ideas, not just an ideology. If we are really touched by the Word of God, we feel a thrill going through our body, with a chemical reaction, uh, just as we do when, ah, oh, I see what you mean, and we feel this rush. So it's an insight event. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. 
with, with the word of God, the word, your, your, your word is a lamp for my steps, the psalm says, so the word experience, the experience of this living and active word of God, that sheds a light, it radiates a light, and that light enables you to make good judgments. It doesn't tell you what to do, it's not like, you know, the people who say, I have to decide what to do, I'm going to go to the Bible and I put my finger there, and so I considered my world and saw that it was lost. <laughs> so, the man who uh, couldn't decide what to do, so he did that. What do they call that? Is there a name for that? Stick. What is it? That. Stick. Stickomancy, isn't it? Okay. So, anyway, they, they flipped the pages and they put their finger on, and it said, and Judas went and hanged himself. <laughs> So you thought, well, that, that, that must be wrong. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Go thou and do likewise. So, so it's not, it, it's, it doesn't tell us what to do, but it sheds light upon the discernment process. It, it, it gives us the light of our steps to know what should be the next step we take. Uh, and before this word of God, no creature is hidden. There is no secrecy, no duplicity, no double talk, no new speak, as George Orwell called new speak, which is what we, are, we have fallen into now politically. You speak where words don't mean what they are supposed to mean. So, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. So we become totally transparent, totally open and trusting. And we have given over our password to God. <laughs> so, so anyway, this is this, this is really this is the, the power of Lexio to, uh, to to touch the heart, nourish the heart, and uh, that's what we, we can do now. Um, so what I suggest we do is we take two parables which you, you know well. One is uh, both about the kingdom of God. Let me uh, remember the. Uh, that reference, but maybe if you listen carefully and maybe somebody take, take some notes. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man found buried in a field. He buried it again. And for sheer joy, went and sold everything he had and bought the field. The kingdom of heaven is like the man who found the treasure buried in a field. He buried it again and for sheer joy went and sold everything he had and bought the field.
again he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of very great value, he sold everything he had and bought it. Again, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. And he found one of very great value. He sold everything he had and bought it. So take these two words, two logoi of uh, Jesus, and take with you as much as you can remember from them and sit, and if you can't remember everything, you can piece them together uh, by sharing it, and allow the word to uh, read you, and you can do that by asking yourselves and responding to certain questions, what do these two logoi words, what do they have in common? What is different between them? And what do they tell you about the kingdom of heaven? <laughs>